0: Welcome to the Innovate CT Podcast. This is Nick Wagner and I'm doing another episode of the Innovate CT Podcast. So today I'm with Rachel Smith uh, at the SECA Castle 2019 conference in Hartford. And Rachel, I will, I will let you do your formal introduction, but I will just read, I like to read people's Twitter descriptions just to kind of share, right? So you are a teacher, a speaker, and a mom, and you're passionate about teaching and learning. And before you uh, came over and said hi to me, uh, you had mentioned a little about artificial intelligence, but I know uh, I've had the pleasure of having you do a Two Minute Tuesday video for us, which was super cool. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. And why don't you share a little bit with the, with the audience, you know, how did you get into teaching and how long you've been doing it for? And has, it, has what you did originally when you got into teaching, has it evolved to where you are today? I'm gonna to guess yes.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I started out as a journalist and, um, well, really a paginator for a newspaper. And then I became a crime reporter and a disaster news reporter in D.C. And then kind of got burned out on journalism. So I started teaching at um, English as an adjunct. My um, my master's is in British literature.
0: Oh, that's super cool.
1: <laughs> I thought I wanted to be a professor anyway of um, but then I've always liked technology, and um, when um, the event, at the Tragedy in Newtown happened, I just really felt I could make a difference there. So I applied and they hired me to be a computer integration teacher. So that's how I ended up here, where I am right now. Crazy that, journey.
0: <laughs> that That is, I, I was not expecting to hear that, I will be honest with you. Uh, I did not think you, were, you started out in journalism, mm-hmm. although I guess... A lot of journalists go to school for English, in English to be an yeah. English major.
1: I just wanted to get paid to write. That's what I wanted to be like Hemingway.
0: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, so you you made the pivot and you, you went into the, the education space. But what we were talking about earlier with artificial intelligence, obviously that has not been something you've been doing in the school systems for a very long time because AI and the whole concept of it. Well, not new. I think is is now more mainstream than ever before. So, share share a little bit with the audience what you're doing with artificial intelligence and how on earth that would apply to middle school students.
1: So it's a good question. Um, I have always been fascinated with science fiction, and I loved the idea of AI ever since I saw the movie War Games. It was in the '80s about this computer system named Joshua who starts playing a game of global thermonuclear war (laughs) and then it teaches itself that no one wins in in war so that was my kind of trigger and then um, last year I took a course um, from ISTE in AI and it's practical use in schools and it just kind of opened a new window for me it's a neat emerging technology that is a real big challenge for me to understand so um, I did really well in the course and I got, um, General Motors gave me a scholarship to go to the ISTE conference this summer and be part of their artificial intelligence boot camp. And then as a result of that, um, I was invited to join this group called um, AI for K-12. Um, oh, I forgot the last part of the name, but we're we're a group and we were writing standards, um, K-12 AI standards for the country. I'm helping with the grades six through eight. and. Um, it's really difficult, it's challenging, and um, I think that's why I like it so much. Um, But AI in middle school, um, you know, it's more, for me, I'm really just learning um, what AI is and how in the world to teach it. But the kids, they they don't realize that AI is already a part of their lives. Netflix, you know, uses machine learning to predict what, we might like to watch, and Spotify studies what we listen to, um, and self-driving cars, and then there's robots. If you you go to YouTube and look up Sophie, the AI robot, you'll find all these videos of this robot. She looks kind of creepy, and there's one of her and Will Smith interacting, and (laughs) he tries to kiss her, and she gives him, like, this shocked face, you know? So there's all sorts of neat topics, and at the middle school level, I just want to give them a little taste of what's out there and here's some neat stuff and um, here are some careers and um, but really there's a lot I talk a lot about AI's impact on society and have them engage in con- conversations that just kind of are tended to capture their interests and you know
0: so are the kid the kids are excited about AI
1: most of them are um, not everyone because you can't reach every right. child, but yeah Like I show them um, a YouTube video from um, Boston Dynamics, it's a robot company. And there's one um, robot called Spot. And at the beginning of the video, it shows the code, the Python. And I show it to the kids because I teach them a little bit of Python. And so it's kind of like, oh, this is what Python can do. And so I'm trying to make those connections because I've done not a lot of research, I'm certainly not an expert, But they're, I mean, AI is an emerging field and they're looking for more and more um, workers.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: not necessarily just programming on, there's tons of data science type of jobs and machine learning. So I want to just start the conversation with them.
0: No, I think that's great. And I think it, you have a challenge ahead of you with this working group on how to possibly make artificial intelligence something that K through 12 could understand, especially the younger kids. I mean, I think it'll be challenging enough for the high school students, but middle school and elementary school children, how how to simplify something where you can you can help them understand the concept without going into the, 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 the deep uh, like technical background behind it.
1: Yeah, it's one of the reasons why I like being part of the working group, because even though I'm on the team for six through eight, I look at all the stuff for the team, other teams from K through two, so that I can get a basic concept. And um, so part of their mission is to write standards, but another part is to collect resources and then come up with learning activities. So we're constantly talking about how could we teach this? What's a fun way of doing this? And it's nice because there are a lot of other educators and they're the same at the same level that I am, but some of them actually teach AI you know, every single day. So they have these strategies and activities and suggestions that are really fun. But um, honestly, I feel like I'm going down a rabbit hole a lot. Like, the more I learn about something else, something I realize, oh, I don't know this so then I look at that and then all of a sudden there's these big words like back propagation and I'm trying to watch a video from a professor, you know, like at MIT and it's just too much. I'm an English major, you know. So it's constantly stepping back. How can I simplify it enough so I can understand it and then so I can teach it. And it's it's an emerging field. It's hard.
0: But what, what I think is awesome is that you just mentioned you're an English teacher, but you're you you joined this group. It just shows how most educators are always learning they're, they're just lifelong learners so you that didn't stop you because the fact that you didn't have a degree in computer science or that you weren't a, no. you know, <laughs> uh, you you weren't you know artificial intelligence expert and it actually in the end may end up being exactly what they need because i think what, when we were talking earlier before we started the podcast you were saying that some of these some of these people on this group are so knowledgeable that it you know it, it'd almost be impossible for them to speak to, to younger students just because they're so technically advanced. So, you're helping translate their great knowledge into something that the kids are going to be able to you know, consume.
1: Yeah, I think that's how the teachers feel. <laughs> like, this is really complicated. Help us learn, and they do, and then we're trying to distill it and make it simpler, just accessible and approachable. And um, yeah, the fact that I'm in English, have an English background, I don't, I don't know if that helps or hurts. And probably a little bit of both. But um, I always just keep in the back of my mind, OK, how am I going to understand this myself? And once I can really understand it myself, probably be able to create a lesson or an activity. Um, but again, it's very hard because there's not, it's not one universally accepted definition of what AI is. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different opinions. And um, it's such an emerging field. And then. If you think about um, there was an uh, there's an ISTI author Michelle Zimmerman who wrote this great book on AI and education. It's one of the only books out there actually on AI teaching AI. But um, she spoke at a conference and she said I think one of the reasons why people have different opinions about what AI is is because we're struggling, still struggling to agree upon what intelligence is in humans. So it's a big, you know, it's a I don't know. It's just out there, but I. Honestly, I get so bored sometimes, you know, teaching the same things. And if I don't get to learn something new, I go crazy, so, constantly.
0: Yeah, this, this helps, this kind of helps, you know, learning new things helps stimulate yeah. your, your mind as, as an educator.
1: I like the challenging stuff.
0: Do we have a lot of schools in Connecticut that are teaching anything with AI today, or I, it's people are just dabbling with it?
1: I I do not know, actually, I don't know. I have, on met, um, three or four people have taken that AI course. Okay. Um, in Connecticut, but I haven't spoken with people who are teaching it. Um, the people that I work with in the group are you know all across the country, but a lot of them in California. Um, I do know though in China that their prior, one of their priorities is AI education for students. K through 12, so every student in China is learning about AI. And they also have um, classroom management powered by AI. So if you're in a classroom in China, there's cameras. And they watch the students. And then based on the students' facial expressions, um, they'd be assigned one of seven emotions, happy, sad, or confused. And then they also, the system also tracks and tags their body language so if they're standing up or leaning in or taking notes you know um, and that's really for me it's scary (laughs) it's fascinating well I mean
0: I think that's and you touched on one of the big things I'm sure you've talked about it as a group is a lot of the social ramifications of artificial intelligence and you know is artificial intelligence biased is it not right so there's there's a lot that goes into that but that that's, that's interesting i didn't realize that, that they were doing that much with education in, in schools in china um, so it's good to know
1: yeah it's just fascinating um, to learn about it and you know you mentioned about like the ethical considerations and ai's impact on society that's what i would advise teachers if they're interested in just dipping their toe in it start with that
0: that's a great way to get involved
1: you don't have to know how to program an alexa skill or code in python or you know anything like that you can just start with a conversation like hey some robots are powered by ai and should they have rights you know or if there are servants you know is that a good thing or a bad thing you know those sort of conversations kids get really passionate about.
0: I, I, I'm sure those will be some interesting conversations. We'll have to, in in the in the show details. I'll have to link to that class that you took. Oh yeah. So if I'll other give educators any. wanted to see it, we can we yeah. can we can get them access to it. That would be great. It's a
1: great class by SD. I feel like it just opened up a door, and it was challenging, but it was also accessible enough. Um, and there's a lot of support in the SD community. There's a Facebook group that you can be a part of if you take the course. Um, there's a lot of resources out there and it's it's so such an emerging field in education that it's hard to know what's credible and that's why I'm so glad to have that. And it's
0: open other doors for you too, which is great for it you has. to keep going.
1: Yeah. I just I just like the challenge. I just really want something really hard and I want to figure it out. <laughs> that
0: is that I think that would definitely qualify as really hard. So yeah,
1: it's very what is difficult.
0: the uh, what's the timetable for having these national AI standards for K through 12?
1: Um, I would have to consult. We do have a timetable. Um, It's a Google doc, but um, we're, so that group has what they call five big ideas in AI education. And they're similar to the seven big ideas for AP Computer Science. Right. Um, But, so the working group, each working group meets uh, once a week, Tuesday nights, and we um, go through one of the big ideas. And we sometimes we do one a week, or we take a different one, and then we try and figure out a way to bridge it. Um, so from K through 12, we want to make sure there's a clear like progression and connection. As
0: you go through the grades, that yeah. makes sense. And
1: I think this year we're hoping by this, they're hoping by the spring to have gone through all the big ideas, written the standards, what students should know and do, and then start building resources. And then I, I think the year after, I think, and I could be wrong. Um, the goal is to like come up with activities for students, so t- teachers can look at the lesson plans and activities and use them in the classroom. That's
0: super exciting.
1: It's really fun, but it's super challenging. Because
0: <laughs> that that's and that's you know one of our missions of NAB Connecticut is the whole idea of knowledge and best practice sharing. So that's exactly what you, what this group sounds like they want to do. Because it's we, we can't ask educators to go try to create lesson plans for how to teach artificial intelligence, when it's such a new field. So the fact that your group is working on that to be able to share with educators is great.
1: Yeah, it, it's super fun. That's um, I like teaching and working with kids, but honestly, I, even more so, I like creating lesson plans and interactive activities. That That's challenging for me. I mean, classroom management's challenging for me, but, you know. You like
0: building curriculum.
1: I do. I really do. I, I also love, like, working with teachers and being a tech coach, which I don't get to do a lot, but um, that's, that's really fun.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. This is awesome, and, and I'm hopefully enjoying the conference. I am. That's and great. Uh, we'll, we'll have to check back in maybe sometime next year as you guys have made more progress and we yeah. can hear more about the standards. Sure,
1: that'd be great.
0: If you would like to get involved with Innovate CT, please visit our website at www.innovatect.org. There, you can find links to our social media. We currently are active on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.